Hey there, I'm Serial. And I'm Umberto. We are the hosts of So You Think You Can Rule Persia, the podcast where we rate and review all the kings of Persia, from Diochis to Yazdegerd III. Yeah, if you're interested in looking at the kings of Persia throughout history, from before the famous Persian Empire to the end, tune into our podcast where we talk about all the lives of these different kings. And we have a friend with us. I'm Trevor Gully, host of the History of Persia podcast, where I cover everything from about 700 BC down to 700 CE. However, we're here with a bit of a different project this time. I'm here with Umberto and Sariel to steal their podcast for a one-time live event. What are we calling this event? A choose-your-own Persian history podcast <laughs> on Sunday, March 5th at 3 p.m. Eastern and 9 p.m. Central European time. We will be going through a hypothetical reign of King Cyrus III. What if Cyrus the Younger won the Battle of Canaxa and became King of Kings, but with a bit of a twist? For this live event, we are going to do a Choose Your Own Adventure podcast, where you, the audience, are going to add your comments into the mix and choose which divergences from real history Cyrus the Younger is going to have to go down in our hypothetical. And then, when we get to Cyrus's death, wherever that happens to be, we are going to follow So You Think You Can Rule Persia's ranking scheme and decide whether or not Cyrus the Younger would have been a Shahan Shah or a Shahanah. Nice. Tune in for this roller coaster. It'll be very fun. And you can get tickets at moment.co slash history of Persia. I didn't pick the URL, they just gave it to me. I think they created it before I even agreed to do the podcast. <laughs> I feel like this was so chaotic. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think it went rather please. well. Welcome to So You Think You Can Rule Persia, the podcast where we rate and review all the kings of Persia from Diochis to Yazdegerd III. I'm Serial, and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Umberto, and my pronouns are he, him. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 28, which is called Antiochus the Child. No number this time, just the child. Oh, promising. So we'll see what happens. So we're going to be dealing with our first child ruler since Alexander IV and see, is this Antiochus going to copy his grandfather and rise to greatness from a difficult situation? Or is he going to follow in Alexander IV's footsteps and just crash and burn in a catastrophic and sad manner? Serial, well, what's your prediction? I mean, we know how well child rulers go. I do not have high hopes. For this kid, sadly. But hey, happy to hear how everyone else is dealing with it and how everyone's freaking out about it and who will end up on the throne next. So let's do it. Just before starting, what's your estimate for how long Antiochus the Child lasts? Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, if it's just a child, at least <laughs> I would assume, are we starting since he's like a baby or are we starting when he's already a toddler? 
He's about five years old when okay. he takes the throne. Oh, then I... The, mm, <laughs> I give him... And not really him, obviously, but whoever is ruling in his behalf. Who was regent? It is Heliodorus, the guy who was chased away by angels from Jerusalem. Right. Oh. That guy. I'm gonna say five years, but I'm being very generous. I think it'll be like three. Okay, well, we'll find out I guess how we'll see. <laughs> okay, so let's start with just a quick recap of Seleucus IV. So Seleucus IV was the son of our dearly beloved Antiochus the Great, and he took the throne shortly after his father died of uh, being killed by an angry mob. Yes, one does. <laughs> so Seleucus IV was sort of in trouble because he had enemies on all sides and he needed to find a way to deal with all this stuff. So how he dealt with it was by trying to make friends around, mm. settling marriage alliances, getting parts of Greece on his side, marriage with Macedon, and... Trying our best. <laughs> yeah, trying our best. That's what I would call it. Yeah, he was lucky that his sister was ruling in Egypt as a regent for her son, Ptolemy, mm -hmm. of course. Slightly distasteful parts came in when the Romans asked for Seleucus' firstborn son, Demetrius, and shipped right. him off to Rome. Whoops. In exchange for the brother Mithridati just decided to stay in Athens and have a holiday there. Also, Seleucus decided to start raiding temples to gain money, among which was the temple in Jerusalem, making the Jewish people there very angry, which is going to be a theme for the next episodes. So you can look forward to that? Mm, Question well, mark? <laughs> I will miss the Cyrus the Great times dearly, let's say. Yeah, I think everyone does, but... <laughs> <laughs> And then Seleucus ended up supposedly poisoned by his minister Heliodorus, who then made himself regent to the newly king Antiochus the Child. Right, because, you know, that's more useful if you can't use the grown man that you're trying to manipulate, and he has a child that cannot rule. And you find a way to make yourself legitimate regent, which... did he? I don't, I don't well, know if we'll we discussed this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's start with Antiochus the Child. First of all, he is the son of Seleucus IV, and who? His sister, Laodike. Hooray! Our first uh. sibling incest baby for a while. Uh. So, yeah, he was born in about 180 or 179 BC, and he had an older brother called Demetrius, which we just mentioned. Right, yeah. But unfortunately, when baby Antiochus is barely old enough to be aware of his surroundings... Big brother Demetrius was sent to live in Rome as insurance, quote-unquote, where oh, nothing yeah. bad would happen to him. We were speculating if, like, was it with Demetrius or was it with... Yes, his... it was. I think it was with Demetrius. Was with, that, yeah, yeah, that I was saying, oh, maybe he would switch ranks in one of the top ten mm -hmm. anime betrayals ever. <laughs> Just like, could be. he likes we'll Rome now out. and now he works for them and, oh no... Is blood thicker than water? Find out in this terrible drama. Um, <laughs> well, tune in to the next episodes to find out what happens to Demetrius. Oh. And if he betrays all of our families and causes the downfall of the Empire because he loves Rome now. <gasps> okay, wait. <laughs> are you joking? Or are you like, is this exaggerated? Or is this actually what's going to happen? I am very... You'll never know. I mean, you'll I mean, know in like a I few will. weeks. But... <laughs> this is the point One of this the podcast. 
Yes. But Big Brother Demetrius is often Rome, so our little baby Antiochus is now the heir. But that's not really a concern, because, well, Seleucus is only 43 years old, he still has a long and prosperous life in front of him. Oh, wait, the murder. And so, in September of 175, Seleucus is poisoned by his chief minister, Heliodorus, and baby Antiochus is made king at the tender age of five. Congratulations, sir. But, as you said, we didn't specify if Heliodorus gets the regency place. I mean, the plan was that he was, but is he going to get it? Well, it seems like the regency was first of all given to Antiochus's mother, Laodike, who was, you know, his mother. And she was also a daughter of Antiochus the Great, so she mm. is doubly part of the royal family, so it's important that she's there. Also, her sister is in control of Egypt, so it's nice that we have two queens in charge of things. But Heliodorus is a member of the court, and he's going to try scheme his way up to replacing Laodike and making himself sole regent. Because while he doesn't have an official post at the moment, he is still essentially the prime minister, as you'd call it, mm-hmm. of the kingdom. So, yes, Laodike is officially in charge, but anytime he can, Heliodorus is going to try and manipulate his way around this. But we first need to figure out who else is in the court, because more people want to gain power over this child, as is the custom. And we also want to figure out where they're coming from. So, all these courtiers are usually referred to as the friends of the king, although how friendly they are to the king we've seen, and it's not a great track record. Mm. They're essentially called this way sort of, in a way, reminiscent to the guest rite of Xenia, among right. the Greeks, where it's... I know about this. It's a common mythological theme that you want to have guest right and take care of your friends, even through generations, that sort of thing. Very important myths. People get punished for not following Shania a lot. Like, there's a lot of myths where essentially the moral is don't break Shania, because that's bad. It's that <laughs> and don't kill your own family. <laughs> Which, you know... <laughs> Which are, you know, I think we can agree those are good lessons to learn from a story. It's yeah. like, don't Be a murder good host your family. and don't murder your host. family. Yep. That's yep. fair. But these friends of the king were also remembering the Macedonian tradition, where if you remember Alexander and all the Diadochi, all the successors, were friends. They grew up together as children. They were raised together so that you could have a court knowing everything. Now, this isn't exactly the case anymore, because the empire is so large that it's hard to have every noble family and every important person's child raised with you. But still, mm. you do what you can. So the nobles directly at court are generally either local aristocracy or important officials of the communities across the empire, such as different cities would send representatives. So, you know, Antioch, Seleucia on the Tigris, these larger places, or perhaps further regions would send their own local noble, local lord, to the court to represent them somehow. And this generally has a double advantage that the king can keep control on the local communities via their representatives, because they act as partially a hostage, partially as somebody who can tell the king, okay, this is how the situation is, this is what everybody's thinking, Mm -hmm. is there rebellion, is there not, that sort of thing. And on the other way around, the local communities now have a direct line to the king via this noble. 
so they can get nice bonuses and have the ear of the king, which is always important to have. But in the court, much like in high school, there are different levels of popularity you can find yourself in, depending on how much the king likes you. Oh, I see. That's how it works in high school, right? Yeah. Totally. Didn't you have a hereditary monarchy in your high school? I did. <laughs> what kind of high school did you go to? <laughs> it was dark times. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, basically here at court, all the courtiers would gain, well, official titles, such as, you know, master of an army, general, ambassador, governor, this sort of thing, which actually had real jobs attached to them. And then there would be all the fake jobs that they would be given by the king, basically just giving them money and giving them a badge with which they can say, hey, look, I'm important. And the fake jobs were generally like, Master of the Pages, Chief Secretary, Master of the Hounds, Master of the King's Horse, Queen's mm-hmm. Chamberlain, Kinsman of the King, Foster Brother of the King, which doesn't really require you to do anything or have any skills, but... You have a title now. Hooray. It lets you know. Congrats. Hooray. You're there. And also, these Friends of the King have three separate ranks, depending on how close you are a Friend of the King. So the lowest rank is First Friends. The Mm. second rank is Honored Friends, and can you guess what the best rank is? Best Friends? No, it's First and Highly Honored Friends. It's just combining the other titles because they ran out of words, I guess. Come on. It would be so funny to be the king's best friend. (laughs) I'm sure there had somebody there. Somebody was like, but can I have a badge that says I'm your best friend, please? Besties. Besties. This is one of these, like, friendship bracelets, you know? (laughs) Yes. BFF. Except the Iranian version (laughs) at the time. Yes. No, can't think of it. And also another thing to note is that pretty much all of these courtiers, or a vast majority of them at least, are culturally Macedonian, either because, well, they descended from the original Macedonian settlers or because they are part of the local population who just made themselves Macedonian just so they could interact with royalty and the higher classes. So it's mostly Macedonians. But the problem with this type of friendship is that it dies with the king. And if the succession wasn't carefully planned, as is the Mm. case now with Antiochus the Child, then there are tons of courtiers who were basically left hanging without a real position, just trying to scramble around to figure out how they can hold all the influence they've gained because the king is dead. Who is this new king? Oh, wait, he's a child. How do we get a child's influence? Oh, no. Ah. So all of this is going to be dangerous, and you can easily see how you get a situation close to the rise of Antiochus III, where you have a dozen people fighting over each other to get control over the king. As it happens. But, Serial, can you remember who else might want to have the throne that is in the wide, wide world... Who might be aiming for the regency? Are the Ptolemies still a problem? The Ptolemies are... No, not really. Antiochus the child. Because that was with Antiochus III. I remember, you know, the whole marriages situation. That was a thing. Yeah, yeah. no, Antiochus the child's aunt is currently ruling in Egypt. And she also has an underage child, so they're not a threat Mm, at the moment. But there is one person who is around in the world that we've already introduced that might want to have a say in how the succession is handled. Well, there's the Romans, right? That's true. There's just them. 
Is Hannibal still around? Because I want him to come back. <laughs> what year is it? I feel like he's already dead. Oh, I'm not positive, but sadness. I think he died seven years ago. I actually can't remember who is around apart from Heliodorus. Well, we have Antiochus's uncle, Mithridates. Oh my god, he's still... I thought <laughs> he died. Around. No. I thought we killed him. No, he's on holiday in Athens. Wait, by vanishment or by choice? He's there by choice. He was basically, he was hostage of the Romans. He was then released and he decided, I just want to be in Athens for a while. Thank you very much. And he stayed there for the past few years. Why was I suspicious of him? Didn't he try to like meddle with Antiochus III and that succession? No, no, he's Antiochus III's son. So he's, he was the one that Antiochus III sent off as a hostage. Mithridates, okay. Yes. Yes, that's... Okay, I remember now. That one. I didn't know he was still around. Okay. (laughs) Yes, he is. Interesting. And from Athens, he receives news that, hey, your brother's dead. Your sister's single, wink, wink. Oh, God. Stop it already with the incest, please. (laughs) And your nephew is on the throne, but it seems like he's being controlled by this minister called Heliodorus. Are you going to be doing anything about this? Hmm. And Mithridates isn't really happy with this situation because he doesn't like Heliodorus and he thinks, I'm the only adult Seleucid. I should probably have the throne, right? Yeah, I am a more direct connection to the throne than this random guy. How yeah, dare. So I should be the one in charge of this. What is he trying Clearly. to do here? Never mind that there's like a child that is technically my kin that I should like maybe care for. But no, 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 this is just political. Yeah, but he can go there and make sure everything is taken care of properly. He's doing yeah. it out of the goodness of his heart, as of everybody course. always does. Yeah. Mithridates, who was Antiochus' son who got sent, who got kidnapped by the Romans? He was basically handed over to the Romans as a term of the peace. Demetrius was sent to Rome, too. Yes. So both of them were sent to Rome. One of them more yes. willing Basically, than... Demetrius was in exchange for Mithridates. Good. That's why I wanted to, you know. So Antiochus's grandson for Antiochus III's son. Yes. Right. And uncle to Demetrius. And Antiochus the fourth. The 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 child. The fourth. The child. The child, not the fourth. I see. No. Okay, but Mithridates now wants to solve the situation and go and rescue his nephew. But he is just a guy. He can't just walk into Antioch and become regent and say, Hello, sister, you're looking good today. Marry me and become regent. Can't he? Well, I mean, I guess he doesn't have, like, an army or anything to to press. He has the fact that he is a guy, but also he is this particular guy, you know. Yeah, true. But if he just shows up to the gates of the city... Heliodorus can just send an army out and have him stabbed. Yeah, I guess they could the be end. like, we should not take your word for it. Also go yeah, away. Yeah, you know. And he's been away for a while. Not many people know what he looks like. Right. So Mithridates needs to find friends. How does he do that? Well, he looks around for all the different kings in the area that could be amenable. And as you mentioned, the Ptolemies are in kind of a mess, so they're not really willing to give off a free army. In the Far East, that's too distant. Mithridates Mm. can't really 
reach there because he'd have to cross the Seleucid Empire to get there. So kind of risky. That kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. So the closest kingdom he finds is the kingdom of Pergamon. Remember the city-state that became the ruler of Anatolia? Those people. Right. Well, the king of Pergamon is kind of feeling threatened by the Seleucid Empire and is worried that the Seleucids will come back and take Anatolia again. So he thinks, it would be really cool if I had a Seleucid king who owes me a favor so I can be sure that my kingdom is safe for as long as that king lives. So, sounds good. Great. He receives Mithridates' proposal and he says, yep, I'm going to sponsor you for king of the Seleucid Empire. You can have an army and go take back Antioch and gain your birthright. So that's nice. That's excellent. Cool. Hooray. Love it. And so Antiochus takes this army, takes the money given to him by the king of Pergamon, and marches off to Antioch. There, when he arrives to Antioch, saying, Hey, I'm the son of Antiochus the Great, the only adult Seleucid, and the uncle of the king. Let me in. And everybody pretty much gives up Heliodorus as soon as they can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so <laughs> funny, like, oh, actually. Oh, no. So it probably would have been fine. I mean, yeah, obviously he needed some helped. kind of support, but uh, yeah, no, you don't just show up <laughs> with no <laughs> army, just as a dude, just a random dude being like, yeah, it's not like in the movies where someone has a ring that is clearly the ring inherited by the father of the father and like it gets recognized <laughs> by the right person. Yeah, Th That's not gonna, it's very easy to just cut the finger. Yeah. <laughs> no ring also, anymore. it would be cool if like... All the Seleucids had the same anchor birthmark as Seleucus the first had. But yes, I don't think that's the case. We can that save that for nice. the anime adaptation. Yeah, that works. <laughs> that's for the screenplay. Yeah. So finally, Mithridates arrives in Antioch, and this is where we get the accusations of Heliodorus murdering Seleucus the fourth. So maybe he actually didn't and was just trying to do his best, but Mithridates wanted to get rid of him. Right. Make up your own mind. Seleucus IV was young, but eh, things I see. happen. Yeah, you mentioned that like it might not have been Heliodorus. Yeah, it might not have been because Mithridates yeah. is just replacing him and has yeah. interest in making him look terrible. That's very fair. I mean, he still like became regent, but that gives a different spin to it. I mean, he still wanted to be regent, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he, he could have just not stepped just, up. Oops, the king is dead. What do I do? I yeah, guess yeah. I, I'm the prime minister, might as well. Yeah, where, where are the other options, I guess? Yeah, the option was just wait and see if someone else takes yeah. control and doesn't yeah, feel threatened by then you. And I guess Heliodorus might not have, you know, he didn't have to. Yeah, he didn't have to, but it was the smart choice. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have to assassinate Seleucus IV. Yes. Yeah. But once that happened, yeah, sure. I see. Yes. So at this point, Mithridates arrives at court... He sees his sister, Laodike, and says, Hey, do you fancy marrying a third brother? Oh my god. Laodike says, do I have a choice? No, you don't. Laodike, ah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's not not a great time, I'm Three afraid. marriages with three brothers, two of them dead. She's just, yeah. like... I don't know if they would have been allowed to, like, grow up together, right? Because it's a royal family, so it's not just, like, your mm -hmm. average family in a household. But, like, God, just... Yeah, not great. Both the fact that you have to marry your brothers and the fact that you need to see them, like, die one by one. Just, you know, some stuff to work on, I guess. Yeah. 
And, you know, I'm ignoring the obvious fact of, like, she's not asked about any of this. It's not her decision. Yeah, that's not... No, there, there is no decision-making <laughs> problem on her there, part, but... unfortunately. That's an issue. And things are only going to get worse for her. I hope you're, you're ready. Because now that Mithridates is in uh, Antioch, he decides that, well, he's going to marry Laodica, of course, so he can better control the kingdom. And, well, of course, as now Antiochus, the child's stepfather, he's going to adopt him into his family and make him his heir. Yeah. So it uh, works. Because, you know, he's close enough. He's like his uncle. So, eh. And I said make him his heir because... Mithridates now crowns himself as king of the Seleucid Empire with the so name no of longer... Antiochus IV. Ah, Which is I why see. we get the fourth. Oh my god, this is... Why so confusing? I mean, I guess on purpose. <laughs> you know, same name. Who's gonna be able to tell? But also... Also, you were one of the few who got a name of their own. Dude. My friend. My man. <laughs> my pal. Yeah, what? he decides that, I mean, if you're the son of Antiochus the Great, you want to have his name. Yeah. I feel like I'd call myself Antiochus if I just became king of the Seleucid Empire. Know, I'd or, want to, people to think of Antiochus the Great. Or Philopator, I guess. Yeah. Who is the third brother? We have Mithridates, we have Seleucus IV. Yes, the third brother was Prince Antiochus, who was the eldest son of Antiochus the Great, but he died mysteriously of some disease. Before right. he could take the throne. So that was under Antiochus III's reign. Was Mithridates the youngest? Yes, he was the youngest child. Or at least the youngest we have record of. Just filling up my notes. Because <laughs> this family tree getting complicated. It's going to get more complicated, Serial. Oh, fun. Now, baby Antiochus the child. <laughs> that is his official name. Yes, that's his you title. Know, yes. He becomes a bit concerned when his uncle father, Antiochus IV, soon has a son with his sister wife. Ah, good. I love all of these double names for everything. <laughs> it makes everything so clear. <laughs> Do you know what would make things even more clear, Serial? Oh, God. Can you guess the name of the new child? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> is it Antiochus? Yes, it is. Of course it is. Jeez. So, let's recap the family. We have Antiochus IV, son of Antiochus III, stepfather to Antiochus the child, and father to Antiochus the... I'm not going to mention the epithet yet. Uh, oh, okay. Also but... brother to Prince Antiochus. So, all Antiochus all the time. Uh, <laughs> I want to cry. Ah, <laughs> uh, well... Now, Serial, can you think of what would happen to Antiochus the child once he has a little half-brother called Antiochus, who is full son of Antiochus IV? Really? Does Antiochus IV need an heir? He has no. a new heir that is his son. Yeah, yeah, more legitimate in this case. I guess he just yeah. usurped the throne because he never made himself regent. He just made himself king, yeah. so... Just walked in and took it. Uh, I mean, like, what do you care? I guess they want their own, like... <laughs> I was gonna say, I guess they want their very own genes to be the next heir. <laughs> but, like, what is the difference? I mean, this isn't a gene pool. This is a gene puddle. There isn't much. It's very low. <laughs> so what is the difference? Yeah. Nobody, like, just... Also, at least the baby Antiochus has, like, five or f or six years... 
already yeah. put into him. Yeah, I think the problem here is that if Antiochus the Child grows up, he might be annoyed that his throne was stolen by Antiochus the Fourth, and the, the 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 things are messy. Who knows? Well, but he's the heir. Just I don't know. Yeah, but that can just be taken away by Antiochus the Fourth deciding. Yep, I want my other son to be heir, not you. The end. Uh, yeah. It's a dangerous situation being I king. See. It's terrible. Well, I guess I guess uh, that's the end for Antiochus the child. Even though maybe he was like a lovely person, and you know. who knows? But as we said, sometime in 170, Antiochus the child outlived his usefulness as an heir, and at the ripe old age of ten years old, he was murdered on the orders of Antiochus the fourth. Presumably secretly, but news got out. Mm. Think how happy Laudica is that her brother-husband killed her son. Yeah. That's going to be a fun conversation. Exactly. Like, it, it is yeah. very close family. Like, it's essentially the same thing. Oh my god, I just, I cannot. I cannot with these things. Was Heliodorus killed? Heliodorus was executed as soon as Antiochus IV arrived. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Um... <laughs> the well, end. this is great this is going great i love this <laughs> you know at least before the incest you had like clearly <laughs> delineated barriers of like okay this is why i'm interested in this because this other person is foreign enough that like it would make me and my family lose the power that we have but like it doesn't matter. Here doesn't matter. Like, I see it and I see what you mean of like, oh, what happens when Antiochus a child grows up? But like, seriously, guys. Yeah, it's a harsh time. You don't want to be king. So I was right. He ruled, you know, quote unquote, ruled for five years. Yes, technically. Although I will be counting as rulership the time he is ruling on his own. Basically, when Heliodorus is in charge. Yeah. So okay. that is the official time. Basically, when Antiochus IV starts his reign, I consider that the end of Antiochus the Child's reign. Oh, I see. Just for accounting purposes. I did say three to five years, so, like, I am right. Yeah, that works. Regardless. Yeah, no, he lived five years after becoming king. How long he was king, we'll find out in lengthiness. <laughs> also, I am very impressed that you actually decided to have him as king... I, guess I almost didn't, but it's like, ah, oh, but there's this succession. I can't justify just skipping him. It's like, eh, mm. might as well. Let's yeah, go it got messy. It. I'm glad we clarified. And you <laughs> couldn't put Heliodorus, because that's technically, like, he was as regent. Yeah, he isn't so, the king. You know. We don't count regents here, so. He never claimed to be the king. No, no. Unlike other people. Okay, so I guess we can start rating Antiochus the child. Hooray, child king number two. Oh, the face of faces will be fun. <laughs> Excited for that. Okay, so the first category is final moments. How interesting was his death? Murdered by his stepfather slash uncle because he was no longer useful as Useful. Heir. Eh. Seen that before. Yeah, I Lots think of it's... babies murdered. It's, <laughs> it's not yeah. why he's interesting. If that makes sense. No, I think it's worth something. It isn't just who knows. But I do like the fact that it's his stepfather slash uncle murdering him. Mm. That's juicy. I'm somewhere between a three and a four. Not regarding the death that much. I'm going to go for a two. A two? I won't go higher. Yeah. 
I'm gonna go for a three because it wasn't his fault. But uh, I, yeah, I still like the whole family murder. That's, I mean, mm. in the context of the podcast. I'm gonna stick with a three and Serial, you're going with two? Yep. Okay, so with a three and a two, he gets a 2.5 out of 10 for final moments. Next category is battle hardness. How good was he at war and fighting? Um, his city just surrendered when Antiochus IV arrived with his army, and that's it. That's all his battle hardness. Oh, I see. So, yeah, I don't think I can justify anything above a zero. I mean, did you really he expect to give a, a child... child uh, nothing much happened. Something, yeah. Yeah, so a zero and a zero makes a zero out of 20 for battle hardness. Next category is scheminess. How good at plots was this child? <laughs> uh, he uh, got no. murdered and controlled all his life, so that sounds like a clean zero. Yeah. So, zero to zero, zero out of 20 for scheminess. Next category is shock factor. How shocking was this child who did nothing? He. <laughs> this child who did nothing? Uh, he was a child of brother-sister incest. Does that count as a shock factor? Do you want to give him a token point for that? Uh, no, not no. really his fault. Uh, yeah, 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 no. <laughs> Grasping at straws here. Yep. So, zero and a zero. Zero of 20 for shock factor. Next category is Eren Shine. How good was he for the Empire in general, and Iran in particular? He didn't have time to do much. He barely had control over himself. He probably barely had control over his bowels. It was <laughs> difficult. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so, yeah, he made no sensible impact on the Empire. Mm. I wondered whether to include him or not. I think this is a textbook zero. Yep. So... Zero and zero is a zero out of 20 for Aaron Shine. Next category is face of faces. What do you think this child king looked like? Well, that's my cute. Let me, um... Yes. Me and this so time, good. unlike Alexander IV, we have a contemporary portrait, so I'm excited to show <gasps> you that. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, so... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, this is terrible. Are you this okay? Is worse than Alexander the Fourth. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. So we have a small baby, little tiny small Antiochus the child, in a nice little robe with seleucid anchors on it. I'm sure he was very proud of the anchors. <laughs> He has a little diadem on him and frizzy hair. And he has big watery eyes filled with tears as he's looking towards a shadow with a dagger in its hand <laughs> coming towards him. And now I'm very sad. <laughs> so, listeners, if you want to be sad too, look this I'm up on sorry. the website. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, poor baby. <laughs> you had a tough life. I'm sorry, kid. But Serial, let me show you what he looks like, really. So you can feel bad, too. Oh my goodness, yes. Contemporary portrait. Oh, another <laughs> coin. Oh, that's so funny. 
Okay, that is hilarious because it's a coin with a profile and it's like, it looks like a child, but it looks like, a you know, in these medieval paintings when baby Jesus is drawn as like a little man instead of a baby because it's called the homunculus because for some reason, like they can't represent him as just an innocent baby because he is like the son of God. And so the compromise was just, you know, to draw him as a small man. So, like, adult proportions, but in a baby's, you know, size. I can see that. This uh, has this vibe. <laughs> Where, like, it does look like a child, but it also looks like the adult portraits of its ancestors. Yes, yes it feels very much like a child placed in an adult's place. <laughs> so, that's very funny yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, he has slightly, you know, wavy short hair with the diamond and a mm-hmm. profile similar to his dad i guess or uncle i can't remember his dad i think um, he also has the same pouty yeah, lips i can see despite the having the, the, it, the baby it's, cheeks yeah 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 like the chin and lips are the same yeah and the eyes also mm-hmm. remind me of Seleucus. <laughs> yeah it's funny i don't quite like this one as much but uh, you know yeah, they had time interesting to make that coins they made coins with his face so what are you thinking for rating? How impressed I are you? Know. I like Not that very... we have the, the face of a child in, in a king's yeah. place. That's fun. I think a four. A four? Sounds okay, right. so you're going down low. Mm. Well, not super low. I mean, yeah. sure, relatively low. I think I've been giving like fives and yeah, sixes, yeah? Nobody's gotten below a five among the Seleucids. I'm... Okay, so you're going with a four. I'm five or six. I think five, honestly. I think it's not especially remarkable, but I like that it's a child, so I'm going to stick with the good old reliable five. Good old reliable. Yep. So with a five and a four, we're going to get a 2.3 out of five for Face of Faces. Next category is lengthiness. How long do you think he reigned? And to explain what I mean by how long he reigned is basically from the death of his father to Antiochus IV coming in and taking the throne for himself. Basically, when Antiochus IV gets to Antioch and takes it over from Heliodorus. I'm going to go with the lower of my estimates and say three years. Well, that was a very high estimate. Because the actual date is from the 3rd of September 175 to sometime in November 175. Oh. Oh. To a total of two months if we're being generous. Probably Never mind then. So, there we go. What the hell? It might be the shortest one, but we know exactly that Xerxes II had 45 days, specifically. For this Antiochus, it's from 30 to 60 days. He might be shorter or he might be longer. Xerxes II might yet be undefeated. Hmm. But anyway, if we divide two months, which is what I'm counting, by 10 years, we get 0.013 points out of 5 for lengthiness. Which leads us to the final score. So our poor child, prematurely king and prematurely dead, gets a total of mm-hmm. 4.76 out of 100 points. Which makes him, Serial, you'll be happy to know, not last, but second to last. Because Xerxes oh. II didn't have a portrait. <laughs> so oh, no. this is where Antiochus wins. Yeah. So congratulations, you're not the absolute worst. Well, it's hardly his fault. Yeah, you know. We're hardly being fair, are we? Hmm. True. 
Which leads us to a final question. Is he tragic enough, small enough, baby enough, small enough. to be called a Shahanshah? Or is he just a Shahanshah? I, uh... Yeah, I... No. Sorry, kid. Yeah, you're a Shahanshah. There isn't much to do about it there. You can head off into the desert and tell your father that... You're sorry you're there so soon, but there was nothing to be done. It's his brother's fault. Mm, Truly. Yeah. He can take it up with his brother. Yep. And well, we're going to take it up with his brother next episode, because Antiochus IV, previously known as Mithridates, is going to be our next episode, episode 29, where we get to find out what does he do with this newfound power? Does he murder any other children? Does he do anything interesting? Did his time in Rome change him? Who knows? We'll have to figure out <laughs> next time if you'll join us. In the meantime, we would appreciate if you could rate us and review us on your podcast app of choice. If you write us a review, that's great and we enjoy it. But if you don't have the time, you can just give us a nice rating and that's quick and efficient and we still enjoy it anyway. So, yeah, I think that without further ado, we hope you have a nice week, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye.